Welcome to Canberra. Metalheads. Season 1. The Archives. Alright, let's keep it. Welcome to Canberra Metalheads. You got Marky Malpas and Betty Benfogal. We're joined in the studio today with the boys from Witch Skull. So, in with us today, we've got Marcus, Tony, Man Bass, and Joel Drums. Cool. Uh, it's good to catch up with you guys and have a chat, especially um, after hearing some really cool music that you guys have been putting out, and also um, paying homage to the the cool stuff you've done in the past. Everybody just heard um, Vast Electric Dark from the 2015 album of the same title uh what was that like to um record and, and play Jeez. Oh, it was it was a lot of fun it was good yeah it, yeah the process was really easy um how many days did it take us to do it i think we recorded for about five days um at goat sound studios in melbourne uh and the guy that runs that jason fuller from blood duster is that was the first time we'd worked with him and it was excellent really easy going and really organic <laughs> yeah that's cool to hear we, as weird as he is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that it takes certain quirks to be good at, at art like um a lot of the time people that are good at, at certain things like producing music or making music usually have certain quirks that mean that they're not like a normal fit into society type person like makes makes yeah. it more inter- interesting the uh, we had headless on the show previously from uh, they they produced a record with goat sound so i've heard a lot of good stuff about those guys but um obviously for your new album you've got a different you had a different recording process what, what sort of um you went overseas for that i hear what was that like yeah man we went to uh, new york my hometown to record it it was like i brought these guys we did the first one here with these guys and they came back to my hometown to do it at studio g yep. in brooklyn real killer studio and we did it with billy anderson and jason fuller yeah cool real sick man big like proper studio you know yeah yeah. it's a lot different the sounds big it's just listen to the two recordings side by side and it's like huge big sound pro you know yeah yeah cool and like obviously that leads to other opportunities as well um going overseas and things like that um with the new upcoming album tour and stuff for australia um what's the comparison between the two album releases do you find from a band perspective does that has that changed the dynamic at all or yeah big time this one's on rise above records you know yeah that's a good really good you know for the scene that we're in you know yeah that's huge that's gonna open a lot of doors you know get to play with killer bands you know Mm. go see the world yeah yeah that's the plan we're we're just really hoping to get overseas and do some shows like with uh marcus and i've um played in bands in australia for a long time but never really had a chance to do too much uh outside australia so um tony's been living here for what 13 years or something now yep so yeah we went to doing the album in new york was the first time we got to go overseas together and we played a show at st vitus bar but that's the uh that was excellent but that's uh the only show we've done so far overseas so hopefully with this record we can get over and uh and do some touring in europe or the us would be great yeah Yeah. he's definitely will because you guys are a killer band like a lot of people like have always like I've always heard your name around and stuff, and you, you ask anyone like, "Oh, who's which girl?" They're like, "We we know who they are. Like, trust me, we know who those guys are." Cheers. 
Yeah, I, th- I think also there's some reputation built from previous projects. I mean, you guys have all had uh, pretty, well, at least Marcus and Joel have got these um, <laughs> reputations you've built in the scene over the years uh, and these massive resumes of just like bands that you've either played with or played in. Um, what sort of, could you run us through maybe a cu- just a list of a couple of bands that you've played in over the years, start, starting with uh, Marcus? Oh, the, my, my main band before which goes a band called Looking Glass. Yep. And I formed that band in December of 1997. And then um, me and the drummer, we, we probably tried out about eight different bass players and we really didn't fight, get like the final line up until about 2005. Yep. And then I got these two brothers to come and play with me on bass and drums, Lachlan and Clinton, um, and they're just phenomenal virtuosos. So we started doing pretty good gigs probably in about 2005, and then we just played a lot since then, and we played with a lot of overseas bands, and we get, I mean, when we started rehearsing, we didn't stop rehearsing for about seven years. I think we had a little break for a couple of weeks after that time, so we were were having a good time. And then I think in about 2013, um, Tony and I decided that we'd start a band. This is where uh, Tony comes into it. Yeah, this is because Tony... um, um, married my cousin and my cousin who grew up here in Canberra, Caroline, yep. and she married him in Sydney, uh, New York and then brought him back here in about 2005 oh, cool. and then I came across him and we were like being inseparable since then, like yeah, yeah. brothers, were, I didn't, I've not really met very many other people that know as much about Jimi Hendrix and Tony Iommi as what I do yeah, yeah. and I met a guy that was like full on, I was like... Yeah just as very passionate about grew up in new york yeah, watched yeah. has watched hundreds of live bands literally if you name if you name a band he's yeah. probably seen yeah, the yeah. band <laughs> because that's what that's what he did he went out every weekend and watched bands play all the yep. time new york's the greatest city in the world it's amazing yeah. people yep. they're vibrant they're enthusiastic they're energetic I, well, it felt like it felt like home to me straight away yep there was a, the people there at the studio treated us with a lot of respect really well cups of tea and um it was fantastic yep. so then tony and i we're in a bit of a quandary about who we're going to find to play drummer you know we've got to try and find a drummer so we had a drummer for a while luke who was a friend of mine luke didn't really wasn't as passionate as what tony and me was and i knew who the drummer was and i said to tony i know who we need to get to play yep. on drums but <laughs> he lives in adelaide and i haven't se- haven't seen him for like 20 years because yeah, yeah. joel and i used to play in a heavy metal band in back in high school we were one of the probably the first speed metal band in australia yeah. we were called Un- under oath yeah. um and uh, joel's parents house is not very far from high school yep. so literally five minute walk so yeah. we would rehearse five times a week <laughs> yeah. after five times a week we, we would rehearse yeah we did judas priest motorhead covers we did black sabbath we're really good at motorhead and then i wanted the band to go original satanic metal yeah, yeah. and i said this to joe we were like 14 years old and Joe was, no, no, let's keep doing covers. Yeah. So I said I didn't want to play anymore. Seven months later, Joel went and joined Armored Angel. Yep. And Armored Angel really took off and probably Australia's premier heavy metal band of the Certainly. 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so I texted Joel with this weird text, like, do you remember me, the dude with the hair? <laughs> been, thinking, been thinking about your brother, hope you've been well. And like, Joel's like, oh, yeah, what are you doing, man? I'm like, well, Tony and me have got a band. So, because Joel's parents live here in Canberra. Joel grew up here in Canberra, of course. Joel came, I think it was um, Anzac, 
Day or Anzac yep. Easter, and we had a rehearsal, and it was like it was a, it was almost like we'd been rehearsing for twenty years. Yeah, it was incredible. Fit straight in. Like it was incredible. Yeah. It was like absolutely incredible. Awesome. And I could hear the potential, and Joel could as well, and Tony could as well, and. Um, Tony didn't have his beard then. <laughs> Joel had a, Joel had a beard. <laughs> this is the influence that Joel's I had, had on Tony. Um, the big beard. I I was actually the dude with the beard. I had a beard for ten years, yeah. and as soon as I seen the competition, I just cut my beard. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't mind. Yeah, that's the reason why I don't yet. grow mine either. I just I just can't compete with mine. You've got a very wispy boyish face. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It should be very hard to grow like a thick. You've got an awesome beard. Yeah, thank man. you. It's just, um, how long have you been growing that? For? It's been four years now. Yeah. Right. yeah. How long? What She's about you, Joel? Yeah, thank Mine's you. Mine's about five years. Yeah, like. yeah. Tony's four, five. This is like three weeks. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I first grew yep. mine, it just grew out. It wouldn't grow down. <laughs> yeah, right. And people used to laugh at me on public transport. Oh, and yeah. I just thought, I've just got to <laughs> stick it out, stick it <laughs> out. <laughs> and then it started to finally grow yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. But man, at first, it was just like, it was oh, a freak show. No, it's, it's, oh, man, it was terrible. Was it Every day I thought about cutting it off. And then I thought, no, I'll stick it out. It's yeah, it's good, good to good to finally have some other beards in the in the studio. I knew that uh, there was a there was a couple of bonuses for having you guys in. Um, so yeah, that's Marcus's. Like, well, there's three hell beards in the room. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> com- competitive beards. Like, there's a- Marky needs to grow it back. To three yeah, we've been saying for ages. Grow we try to pay him, but he won't take. <laughs> yeah, take all his razors out of his house. <laughs> like any beard paraphernalia, just get rid of it so he can't shave. So that was some of your early influences, and then you mentioned before that um, Joel did the Armored Angel stuff. I mean, phenomenal. Um, maybe you could go into a little more detail about how that was to to play. Um, during that time of Australian metal? I just think it's it's not that different, to be honest. I yeah. think Australia is just one of the hardest places in the world to make stuff happen yep. because it's just so hard to tour. Mm-hmm. So even for us, you know, we've been going five years and we've still only played Sydney, Melbourne and Canberra. Yep. So we're getting to Brisbane for the first time. You know, like if we were an American band, you know what I mean, we could go off on six weeks tour, you know what I mean, all through yep. the country and, you know, possibly try and make a living out of it. But... But here, there's just, you know, but we know that. It's probably an eye-opener for Tony. He's only been here for, what, 13 years? But yep. he, he's, like, he's an Australian now. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just firmly entrenched. I'm Australian. <laughs> once you're here, take it from me as well. Once you're here, you're, you're, you're stuck. No, you're Australian. Yeah, no, that's I'm it, a, man. I'm that's an American it. and an Australian band. Yeah, long, man. Yeah. We're an Australian band. Yeah, that's just been a big part of what we're trying to do is, you know, we, wanna, we thought if we could do something that could get us back to New York City yep. every 18 months... Like, how good would that be? So, you know, that's yeah. that's the main yeah. reason for us to travel is not for any reason other than to just... Uh, you still got more of a, you've still got more of a foot in the door to America and New York from, from yourself. So that's still more than, like, a lot of bands have these days anyway. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it, you know, you're definitely going to get something out there. Well, look, we, we were signed to two separate labels for the first album, and they were both out of the U.S., so STB Records in New York... Um, would release the vinyl and the CD and digital stuff was all released by Ripple, which was um, out of okay. San Francisco. So yep. I think we had a little bit of um, interest sort of stateside for that. But this one, I think we'll get a bit more sort of European interest just through Rise Above. Yeah. But then again, I think Rise Above, you know, they're, they're pretty well known the world over. That's so yep. we're going to get a sort of a decent push. And we're already seeing that with, with press. like and Yeah. Working with Lee's fantastic. Like all of our dealings with him are directly with him. So although it's his label, you know, because he was in um, 
Lee, the guy who runs it, was originally in Napalm Death and uh, Cathedral. Okay, yeah, yep. yep. So Cathedral, he's just one of my favourite bands of all time. Yeah, my yeah. third favourite. Yeah, cool. So it's just it's awesome, awesome to be working with a label where the yeah. guy is you're still dealing with the guy that owns the label. So all of the contact with him, and he's just an unreal bloke. So we couldn't be happier for us. Oh, like yeah. to get onto yep. that label is just like a bit of a dream come true, especially yeah. for Marky. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. yeah it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm still I'm pinching myself. It's my favourite record label of all time. Yep. With half of my favourite bands have been on that label. Yep. Church of Misery, Goat Snake, Cathedral, Uncle Acid, Witchcraft, you know, the list just goes on. So, yep. yeah, well, well, I'm so stoked. I sort of feel like I can die a happy man now. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've sort of become, I've made it. I feel like, I feel really happy now. Yep. Well, that's I think yeah. musicians chase after something. Yeah. I didn't want much. Yep. To be on Rise was awesome and, and amazing things are growing from that. Yep. Fertile things where we've, we're doing interviews with really good magazines. We're going to go to Europe. Just the acknowledgement and the validation is fantastic. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, also, it's awesome. It's also what I was saying it's about awesome. being in Australia. It's so difficult to break out. So the fact that we've now got a label that sort of gives us an outlet is just like it's one of the hardest things you know, and for oh, us, we've been in the game a yep. long time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's to, to finally nail something like that, and especially for you know Marcus and I went right through school together. We we you know we had a band you know going when we were fifteen, yeah. sort of like Marky was saying, playing all the same style of stuff that we still play. Oh, yeah. It's not a case of us <laughs> trying to play no. stuff that sounds old. It's just that's all we can we play. It's all we know. You know contrive anything we just thought let's be a cross between black sabbath and motorhead well that's yeah. it for tony what's <laughs> interesting about it is when we met tony he had grew up on the other side of the world but yeah. he grew up because yep. he's the exact same age as us he yep. grew up with the exact same music and it's amazing yep. how when you grow up with the exact same tastes yeah. when you meet that's it you just it's like we when i first met him it's like we knew each other forever yeah. from the first 10 minutes you know and that's, you that's what's been play the same and you just I think it's people that have the blues, like the blues pentatonic scale, which is the humble scale. It's the earthy scale. It's the non-pretentious scale. All these other exotic, you know, scales, they're all very well. All you want to really is a bit of Dorian mode. If you listen to it, there's probably four or five notes and you just need to learn how to interchange them notes around. We want to play really, really... Every note has to come from the gut, nothing cerebral, not even one note played from here, everything coming, feeling it from the gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we play with a lot of aggression and we play everything from the gut. There's, Nothing is cerebral. You can definitely, you can definitely feel the passion from everything Jeez. you guys play. Yeah, no, very and that's, that's what that's what we that's what I love about you guys as well. Like you've got that passion. Yeah, and a lot of bands, like you're saying, like they, you guys, you know, you've got that from the start. You from where you've been playing for so many years together as well, and then you got yourself, and so you got your your passion as well. And it's just yeah. you, you guys are just like a perfectly fitted jigsaw puzzle. And yeah, this. man, it's chemistry. We talk I, about it. Like the the whole thing, I've, we've all played in lots of different bands with lots of different people, but I've never had a chemistry like this. Yeah. This is just where, like Marky said, we did one rehearsal and it, all three of us couldn't sort of believe what had just happened. <laughs> it was literally like we had been been together oh, for 10 years playing. Yeah. It was just just felt really weird. Because I said right. when both, we're the best band in the world. And they looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> now they're starting to realise, oh, maybe we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. I, I feel like 
at the moment I'm kind of you know being being like in my 20s talking to you guys the you've I nearly feel like that you should be the main presenter of the show because you guys yeah. have got all the experience and the knowledge. I remember um, you one. You got the good beard, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you got good patch action. We we um... and Benny's from Bristol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I only you prefer look, two knots, not look authentic. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I, I, that, I, I know you. I, yeah, yeah. I've seen you yeah, so I, was gonna, I didn't just not with your big beard. I was going to touch on that. So I used to actually um, when it was you know too busy for the owner to get down to the to black sun or something i used to go down there and shut up at the end of the night oh that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay and yeah, I, right. I i can remember the beards out of the bag <laughs> so I, I can remember sort of like all right it's oh, it's yeah, it's, was, it's yeah. time to close up but i'd sort of go to that back door and i could hear you guys were just midway through jamming or for a riff or something like yeah. that and i'd be like i can't interrupt that so i'd always step back and just sort of i'd have my hand on the door handle just waiting just waiting and i'd always i'd always <laughs> hang out and i I'd sort of like coincidentally heard a few of the really cool music that was that was coming out of you guys awesome. before you put out Vast yeah, Electric right. Dark. Yeah, I was listening to you guys practice it and stuff just for the catching that last five or ten minutes yeah. because That's I didn't awesome. want to interrupt that vibe that you guys yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. And it was always worth my time to just lock up the front door, make sure no one else was coming in, but let you guys have oh, have a little you, bit man. more. Thank you. Man, we always apologising to you because yeah, we always have last dudes to leave every yeah, no, time. I think <laughs> literally for, yeah, for the first three years of us rehearsing, instead of having a three-hour rehearsal, it would be like six hours and the majority of it would be just us just talking crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And then yeah. play a bit of music. And then I think after about three years, we thought maybe we should – you know, <laughs> play more music. Yeah, yeah. If we want to hang out and talk, because yeah. we're best mates. Yeah, if yeah. we want to hang out and talk, we can do that. Yeah. But if we're going to play them, so we have our set written on the wall. Yeah, and we just treat it like we're doing a live gig. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, you're right. Exactly That's like probably that. the difference between the two records. When we did the first one, with a lot of talking. Well, but it was also a lot of time. <laughs> we used to go in there and we'd we'd rehearse till two in the morning. Yeah, we ought yeah. to get it work the next yeah, morning, yeah. but it just didn't matter. There was just yeah. this whole this energy that we had. Yeah, and like. The first album, I reckon, you can hear that energy. Like it's, you know, we didn't spend a huge amount of money on it. Yeah. But what we what we captured was was that rawness and that energy that we wanted. And with this record, it was it was done in a more structured way. So mm. you can hear the difference between them, and we're happy with both of them. But there's definitely maybe that difference of this one. We had a deadline to 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 write on. That first one was just completely organic because we didn't know what we were doing. We yeah, were just yeah. jamming. Doing six, seven-hour jams and just and just piecing songs together really organically. Yeah. Yep. But I think you can hear there's certain songs from that same era that still made it onto this record. So I think you can hear the you know there's 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 definitely like a common thread that runs through them both. Oh yeah, yeah cool. well, we definitely become like anything you do it over time you become better at it. We're getting so much better now. Like we're getting better and better and better and we're getting yep. better with our songs. Yep. Songs are getting tighter, our choruses are getting stronger. Yep. We all love melody, you know, so we want melody. Yeah. We don't want NSYNC melody, but we want good, strong melody. Because really a good song, regardless of what style the music is, a good song could, should be played on a ukulele or on the piano or anything. Yeah. You know, and I think this is what a lot of people miss the point. They like the sound of a specific genre of music and so they get their guitar and they make that sound and it's like getting a paintbrush and buying all your paints and you bought your canvas. What are you going to paint? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you've exactly. Got to use, you know, think about what you're going to paint. Hmm. Well, that had a lot original. to do why the three of us had very similar tastes. Like, the main difference was when we were 15, for me and Marcus, we went and saw Iron Maiden 
play right. the World Slavery Tour at the Canberra Theatre, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that was the biggest thing that ever happened to us. Dave yeah. Murray was like 10 feet in front of me. Yeah. But that's bad. <laughs> we were kids. At that yeah. same time, in 1985, on the other side of the world, what did you see? Anvil. What did you <laughs> see? Metallica, you name it, the beginning of Thresh, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Man, know, that, must, that must have been amazing, though, just to be at the beginning of everything. Yeah, like, yeah, man. That is totally, just... like when Thresh started, like Anthrax and Metallica were living in Queens, you know? Yeah. Slayer, like you'd go, I seen Slayer and Exodus for five bucks, bonded by Blood <laughs> Hell Awaits. Like, tours people would kill for. Metallica, yeah, Ride yeah. the Lightning. Like, Metallica lived in Queens, you know? Anth- yeah. But Anvil, man, like we were talking before about the, you know, movie in the book, that was my band. I was like 14 years old. They were yeah. like the heaviest band on the scene, but they just missed their window of opportunity because Thrash just came and killed them. Yeah, Exodus yeah. and Slayer and all those bands. What were the clubs? Lamore's in Brooklyn. Yeah. There's a famous heavy metal call, uh, club in uh, Brooklyn, New York called Lamore's, man. It's yeah, like yeah. even the huge big metal bands like Judas Priest and Maiden would play in Arena and their second gig, there was always a second gig with big bands yep. that you have to know what's going on and they would go and play under an, like a different name than Judas Priest. They would just take a name of a song and play. Like So you could actually go see Maiden in a pub <laughs> yeah, when they yeah. just played like to 20,000 people you that night. You said Mastodon, didn't you? Yeah. Like when they just started. Yeah, Mastodon. Last gig they I saw. They were formidable, weren't they? Last gig before I left New York City in 2005 at the Bowery, I saw Mastodon. Just play. a few people down the little pub. Yeah, the Bowery Ballrooms, a small, like man, yeah, you yeah. walk right back into and from to the bar, you know. Yeah. I seen up with the birth of rap, you know. You before Cliff. white people before white people were really into yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. it was real dangerous yeah, like yeah. going to the gigs man i yeah. saw the birth of that yeah, hardcore yeah. too cbgb's all the you yeah. know hardcore bands agnostic front chromex warzone all that yep I keep telling Marky that yeah. we, we, we grew up in the wrong time. Man. Yeah, yeah. And that's the but, thing that annoys me the most. <laughs> but like, you got to hunt good music. That's all you got to yeah, remember. Yeah. It's but, all there forever. Yeah, exactly. You have to hunt for good shit. But yeah. we, we all think we grew up uh, at yeah, the wrong time, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were born 10 years earlier, yeah. we would have been seeing exactly. AC, ACDC with Bon I mean, Scott at the camera theater. Yeah, 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 <laughs> the music I really love is like the hippie folk music, Jefferson Airplane, Shocking Blue, Fairport Convention. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hippie. Yeah. Late 60s. I wish yeah. I could go back to the late 60s. Yeah. Yeah, Zeppelin and Sabbath. The music from 67 to 74, that's the best music. It's interesting <laughs> how it changes it. I mean, it's cool to hear the dynamic of the entire band. I, I know a, a bit about Marcus. I know a little bit about Joel. Now I know a lot more about Tony. It's yeah. cool to see how nearly in different parts of the world this band has been forming over the past you know yeah, uh, 40 years you know <laughs> the stars aligned over that, here that's in Australia, Australia, dude. Yeah. Did, 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 did you watch the Ramones yeah man they're from Queens they're like from, they're like 10 minutes away from where I grew up man yep. you know like Anthrax a lot of famous like bands you know yeah yeah it's like you can go to sm- to watch like, the Ramones back in the day would have been sick yes man. dude man there's so many bands like you could see what a different gig every night in New York man. yeah like all the bands in the world go there so you could see a big show at Madison Square Garden and then go to a bars and clubs and it's just yeah. like tons going I mean, on I'm all the time yeah you know yeah, I see yeah. Jimmy Page when he did that thing with the Black Crows, and yeah, that yeah. was like really did you go sick. To that? Yeah, man, that was really sick. Like yeah. to see that, but man, I, like I remember the day John Bonham died. Man, like everybody had tickets. It was 1980. Yeah. Man, yeah. everybody was gearing up to get tickets for that, and then it's just man. I he remember died. when Elvis died and John Lennon. Yeah, there you go. I remember Lennon, but Zeppelin, the tickets, everybody was getting them, man. They were coming to do another tour, man. Yeah, yeah. That's one of our. Fa- that's a big 
connection between me and Marky and yeah. you know is like yeah. Zeppelin I'm Sabbath like full doom yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Sabbath is I'm just you know Joel's my Celtic Frost Motorhead <laughs> and Venom yep Tony's Heavy like on the Zeppelin Sabbath Hendrix. Blues and Jimi Hendrix and also Exodus yeah and, and Clutch and Blues but I think yeah. it's, that, it's that period. But I mean, man. they're the core DNA of what, what what we'd like. Cool. So, I mean, obviously, you guys are uh, kicking off a tour um, on the um, on the sixth of July at the Transit Bar. Yeah, man. Uh, for the um, launching your album, the Coven's Will. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, close up the interview now because um, that's all we have time for for today. Okay. But um, do you have a favourite song you'd like to close out the interview with from the album? What do you reckon? No, we'll. You pick oh, one, man. Joel, take no, it away, you, man. You, well, I look we'll so, fight oh, it out. Son of the fight, Snake, maybe. <laughs> Son of the Snake will go with the and choice. Oh, I was listening to that song yesterday. Yeah. And we just got our <laughs> copies yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. I hadn't, that's the first time I got to listen to that. So I had a mastered copy, and the mastered one is sounds more bassy. Two songs, man. Yeah, yeah. Demon Cage and Son yeah. of the Snake there, Erica yep. Stoltz. Man. Cool. She's killer, man. Yeah, Son awesome. Of the snake. Yeah, She's phenomenal, and I never realized how sexy her voice is. Yeah, that's awesome. No, we'll all get a chance <laughs> I did to hear before that. that. When she I was doing it in the studio, man. I was yeah. like, holy, oh, listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a chance to listen to that um, now, and everybody out there can uh, form their own opinions, but I'm sure it'd be fairly similar to that in the studio right now. Um, Jeez, so man. it's been awesome having you on the show. Um, Same here, man. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you again for more of a feature-length sort of thing. Let's do it. Uh, maybe later on down the track, and we yeah. can get more into some of the, the cool stories you guys yeah, have to share. Yeah, because we haven't even really started yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, oh. There, there's a little teaser out there for everybody else. I <laughs> yeah, mean, man. S- stick around. Um, we could play yeah. tunes, man. We could just have, yeah, we could yeah. have like, take over the studio for the weekend if yeah, you yeah. want, man. We, we are, are Witch Skull, and, and you're listening to Canberra Metalheads. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Yucca, yucca, bam! <laughs>